that relationships will go through And I give it all away Just so I could say that But I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be okay Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages Welcome to another episode of Just Another White Guys Podcast I'm Dustin Jones So happy to have you along with us today Well, it's the uh, post-Super Bowl not as excited as I had hoped to be podcast. Um, big Seahawks fan, obviously, if you pay attention to my Twitter or Facebook. Uh, so the uh, the feeling is real uh, that I'm sad, disappointed. Um, and we'll get into more with some of my guests that will talk about uh, the game. Uh, heartbreaking, really, is uh, the only way that you can say uh, that that went. So I'm going to have a couple of guests on the program uh, today. First, we're going to be joined by my mom, Roxanne, a fellow big Seahawks fan. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, we'll be joined by one of my closest friends in the world, uh, the one and the only Matt Hutchins, live from the frozen tundra of North Dakota. And lastly, we'll wrap it up with my cousin Andrew Gates, uh, a fellow Oregonian, fellow Seahawks fan, although for some reason he likes the Jets. Um, don't know how that happened. But anyway, we're going to have more coming up on Just Another White Guys podcast. Post-Super Bowl edition, the uh, no tears, at least on the uh, podcast episode. Um, I didn't cry as much after the end of the Super Bowl as I did after we beat Green Bay. I can say that, but still a tough one. So first up, I'm going to talk to my mom, Roxanne Jones. Let's go to the phones. Hello? Hi, Mom. You're on the podcast. Oh, funny. Yeah. You have to be on this and commiserate with me about what the hell just happened. Oh, my God. I can't. Why? Because it's horrible. Yeah, I know, but so someone, sad. someone has to talk to me about it. Okay. <laughs> it's devastating. It is. Well, they won last year. Yeah, but that doesn't make oh. me feel better. Well, it should. Why? It's not good enough. They we were, almost, we were supposed they to almost win. won it. I know. I had to turn it off. Turn it off, like, right after the interception? Yep. How? Why'd you do that? Because it's too hard for me. I can't handle it. So you didn't see the big fight? No. What happened? Yeah, so... Uh, well, I didn't see it either because I left the room because I was trying not to cry. <laughs> but I heard Nikki yell from the living room, there's a fight, there's a fight. Well, what happened is because he, you know, he didn't get tackled in the end zone. So he was tackled at like the half yard line or the one and a half. And so Tom Brady couldn't just take the kneel down and he would argue what it would have been a safety. So... Mm-hmm. Then Bruce Irvin, who jumps off sides regularly all year long, was trying to jump the snap because they were trying to get him. Hopefully they could get a safety, you know, get the two points and then make make him kick the ball, maybe get a field goal. But I guess they jumped off sides and then all hell broke loose and Bruce Irvin got kicked out of the game. It was not really a, a good way to end the game. Oh, jeez. I'm glad I didn't watch it because so, yeah, I would have been really upset. That was very, very stupid on our part. But So when 
What was your reaction when um, they caught the ball when they made that catch at the end? So was it is it Curse that made that catch? So he's it's rolling around. It pops up in the air and he makes the catch. Oh yeah, that was awesome. So at that point, it's like we're gonna win for sure. Isn't that what you're thinking? Right. That's what I'm thinking. They're gonna put this, you know, like they always do. They're gonna put it in there. I just figured they'd give it to Lynch and he'd go right in. And so when they when when Russell did, but he just missed it by one yard. When Russell dropped back to pass, did you think he was gonna be? Well, first of all, were you like me and screaming, "Why the fuck are you passing the ball"? Um, no, but you know what I did notice? Did you, did you not think that he had all the time in the world, almost the whole game to throw the ball? Yeah. The pass protection was really good. The problem is we don't have that great, we don't have great receivers on our team. So, and then the cornerbacks that New England have are really good. Darryl, Darrell Rivas um, is one of the best cornerbacks in all of football, um, and he was on Doug Baldwin most of the game. Um, and then Brandon Browner, who played for the Seahawks last year, um, was on the other side most of the time. So um, our pass protection was really good, but um, just they weren't finding any openings. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really frustrated at some of the other play calling you know, that uh, right after they got the ball back with you know two oh five to go in the fourth quarter and they ran that little slug route to to uh, to Marshawn Lynch. I've been waiting for them to run that play all game. I was shocked they didn't run like the swing pass out of the backfield to Marshawn. That's something that New England had been having trouble with all season long, and I couldn't believe they didn't call that play um, at all during the game, and they kind of they ran a variation of it on uh, that play and it went, you know, for 30 some yards, but half the uh-huh. field, half the field to go with a minute 55 left. That's a pretty tough way to lose. Yeah. Especially with what they've been doing all year. I don't know. It was, the whole thing was frustrating. So what am I supposed to do now, mom? My hockey team is not very good. Although we've won three in a row. Finally, we got a new goalie. Yeah. But you have to look at the positive, Dustin. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl two years in a row. I know, but they were spo- They should have won, and they didn't win because they, they were won, stupid. I know, but still, I would have. It would have been different if it, if the Patriots would have come out and just kicked our ass up and down the field. They did a little bit, but we still had they the chance to. The- we still had a chance yeah. to win with with two yeah. minutes left and half the field to go. We should win the game. Yeah. So, okay. How much money do you think Russell Wilson is going to sign for this offseason? Oh, gosh. Listen, I don't know the answer to those questions. You you're know supposed, that. You're supposed to know these things. You're you're out there. You're paying attention. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't pay that much attention. Okay. Do you think Marshawn Lynch is going to be back next year? Yes. They're supposed to pay him like $17 million next year. Yeah, I think they will. You still think he comes back? Yeah, I still think so. Did it bother you when he would score a touchdown and he'd grab his balls? Of course it bothered me. Yeah. I don't like that kind of stuff. 
But you were still happy because you were scoring touchdowns, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It makes it worth it when he scores touchdowns. I know. It's kind of, I don't know. It's one of those things where I probably shouldn't be okay with it because he does make touchdowns. So did you listen to any of the deflated ball stuff over the last two weeks? Oh, I listened to some of it, but it was just like, oh, it's so annoying. Like, get over it. Let it go. What did What did you think? Okay, so let's go back to the end of the first half. I don't half. think they did it. No, I don't care about that anyway. Um, when we there were six seconds left in the first half, were you saying uh-huh. they should kick the field goal, or did you think that they should try to run a play? No, I thought they should go for it. Did you? That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I said that if we weren't getting the ball back in the second half, I might have said just to kick the field goal, but... I don't know. It just felt like an opportunity. If you go, you can do a quick play and, you know, if there's nothing there, throw it out of bounds. You're going to have one or two mm-hmm. seconds left and then kick the field goal. But mm-hmm. so frustrating. I think I don't like to make excuses because, I mean, New England played really well, but, you know, we lost Cliff Averill to a concussion. We lost that. The other dude. Okay. So, you know, the guy that made the sack um, or the uh, interception right at the beginning of the game. I can't think of his uh-huh. name all of a sudden. Oh my gosh. The picture of him, he snapped his forearm in half. Really? Yeah, that's why he was out for the rest of the game. Oh. You know you know what it looks like when like your elbow's on the ground and your forearm is straight down and you know uh-huh. how it's bent at like a ninety degree angle? Yeah. Yeah. His arm was bent at a ninety degree angle in the middle of his forearm. It was like he had an Ooh, extra, I missed that one. How did I miss that? They never showed the replay on T V. Oh, you saw it on your... Someone someone had a picture of it on Twitter. Oh. It was gross. It would have been cool to see, though. But so, I mean... Bad for him, but, you know, still cool to see. So we lose, we lose a cornerback, and Richard Sherman's playing hurt, and we lose Cliff Averill, and we, you know, it just... So many of our defensive guys were playing it hurt, and they still had... in our favor. I just don't like. I don't want to make excuses, but it seems like we really should have won that game. They should have, but they didn't. So you now I'm, no sense in crying over spilt milk. So now I'm sad, mom. Don't be sad. Moving on. I know. Spring's coming. Woohoo! What's coming? Spring. Oh, spring is coming. Yeah. We got a little bit of spring this last week. Of course, I was sick, so I didn't really get to enjoy it, but. I saw that. Didn't you guys have like 78 degrees or something? Yes. Crazy. But we were at, we had, um, last Sunday, Heather and I went to the beach. Yeah. And it was like 67 degrees and it was t-shirt weather, no wind. Wow. Can't beat that in January. No kidding. And we were at Nye Beach and you cannot believe how many people were on the beach. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like a California beach. There were so many people on there. Well, you want to get out and enjoy Crazy. that sunshine. I know. How many but, days? You know, you used to go to the beach and there'd be nobody there. Right. How many days of sunshine do they get at the beach in January? You think? Oh, gosh, I don't know. On but, average, you no. Know, I don't know, but sometimes it's nicer over there than it is here in the winter time. Yeah. In January and February. Hmm. And I don't know what that you know. 
there must be some meteorologic explanation for that that I don't know, but you haven't studied up on your meteorology? Nope. Why not? Because I just You're my mom, you're people. supposed to you're, I just listen to what they tell me. You're my mom, you're supposed to have all the answers. Well, I can make it up. Yeah. I can you know. But I'm not even very convincing at that, so so this podcast is gonna try. this podcast is gonna end up going up before the one that we did for Christmas. So do you want to talk oh, about? Yeah? Do you want to promote that and how great you were? What's up on, with that? What do you mean? What's up with that? Was it bad? So you didn't no, want to put no, it up? no, no, no. It's not that. I was really sick last week, and now I mean, this is post Super Bowl, so I mean, this is gonna go up right away. And then I oh, saw yeah. that. Okay. So let's. Do you want to promote how great you were on that podcast? <laughs> yeah, I was awesome. It's like over two and a half hours. About as good as this one. It's it's like two hours. It was two hours and twelve minutes. I'm gonna break it up into two parts. It was so good. Seriously? Yeah. Gosh, and I didn't think. I thought, what am I gonna have to talk about? Yeah. Well, I mean, you evaded a lot of questions, but you know, it's all right. Why do you keep saying that? You said that afterwards too, and I didn't think I evaded anything. <laughs> well, I mean, you. You are you're a little bit more like me. You like to keep your personal stuff a little more personal. Well, yeah. And not, you know, put it out for everyone to hear. But that's the point of the podcast. You're just supposed to tell everyone your business. There's only like oh. count, counting you, there's only like nine other people that are going to hear it anyway. <laughs> Still. I I I have at least I have you to count on as my listenership. Did you listen to the podcast with Heather? No, I haven't done it. What the hell? Yet. I know. I count it just on, takes time I, to sit I, down and listen to it. What do you mean? You plug it in while you're driving to work. How am I going to do that? Don't you have a little thing that you can, like a little cable that you can plug into your phone, into your stereo? If I do, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Skylar, I know you're listening to this. Help me. <laughs> go show mom how to go to Radio Shack and get her an aux cable, so... She can listen to the podcast in her car. Oh, mom, you're crazy. Well, my car is a 2007. Do you think it has it? Oh, sure. Oh, oh well. I don't know. We can figure something out. Yeah, I know. Out. I don't yep. even know how to play music. You have all kinds of free time. Why can't you listen to my podcast more often? Because it actually takes time. I like. I have to pay attention. Oh, you want to pay attention. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to just have it playing in the background. I appreciate that you want to pay attention. That's nice of you. Yeah. I guess... I want to hear... Unfortunately, Heather has not been a good draw for my numbers. Maybe they don't want to hear what she has to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but don't count on my bringing your numbers <laughs> up either. What are you talking about? You have to promote it every single day. Oh, yeah. Just on your Facebook. Just listen everyone listen. Now, if that were the case, then we should do another one, and I can... Be per, be self promoting. Yeah, well, that's what you can do right now. Promote oh, the, promote okay. the fact that you're going to be awesome in the one that we already recorded. Since you already know that it's awesome, so this is like you know this is your pre promotion interview for your big podcast debut. Oh, okay. This is how that well, works. everyone come listen because it is tantalizing. Wow. Oh, that's probably not the right you, word. <laughs> you, you are you you really are a showman, mom. I really am what? You're really a show person. Oh, I'm a show person? Yeah. Showman. Yeah. No. Failed. 
not a show person. Speaking, okay, let's go back to the Super Bowl real quick. Speaking of not being a show person, God, how bad did, how bad did, no, this is just about the commercials. How bad were the commercials? The commercials were bad. I thought halftime stunk. Oh, well, yeah, Katy Perry sucks. Well, no, I kind of like her. I like her music, but I just thought it was terrible. Yeah, well, her music's terrible. Well, I don't. I just that. I had it on I had it on mute and watched her boobs jiggle. Oh, Dustin, don't say that when your mother's <laughs> on the phone. Seriously. Uh, but no, ha- those commercials were half of them were depressing. Like yeah, nationwide yeah. insurance with the hey, I'm a yeah, seven I'm a seven year old kid and I could have done all this, but I died. I'm just like yeah. what. I like, thought they were they were all kind of like that. Yeah, and almost all of them had something to do with a dad, and like, don't forget about how good dad can be, and like, I, were they trying to distract from the fact that it was a season filled with talk about domestic violence and, you know, I don't know, it was very weird. That it's weird how it's yeah. weird how many of them had the same sort of theme. It was like they worked with right. one company and it all said, ooh. Let's talk about that. They were all the same year. marketing firm. Yeah. Like, I don't one, know. like one person sold their idea to like 15 different companies. They're like, this is going to be genius. Yeah. Well, it failed. I did like the car. I did like the Fiat commercial with the Viagra in the gas tank. That was funny. Um, I don't know that I saw that one. You didn't see that one? I saw that. It was that the one where the. Where the old guy dropped the Viagra down the yes. and it went out. Yeah, yep. it was the same one. Okay, yep. I didn't see the whole commercial apparently. He's yeah. probably busy doing something. It, the the Viagra made its way into the gas tank of a smaller Fiat, but the oh, vi- yeah? the Viagra made the Fiat get bigger. And so it was more <laughs> fun to it was more fun to drive. Oh, that's good. So, you know. And then I uh, kept watching it, but I was like, Oh brother, what is this? The Budweiser, the Budweiser commercial with the lost dog was pretty. The lost puppy. Yeah, but I feel like that's kind of getting kind of overused. I know, but puppies are always good, Mom. I know. You can't have a bad commercial with a puppy in it. I know. Now I'm going to sound like an ogre. But yeah, why have you be so negative, Mom? Weren't you just telling me to be positive, and now you're going to be negative? Yeah, now, you're, now you're going to be negative against the puppy? God, you know what? That happens to me all the time when we're talking, and then I'm, like, telling you something, and then pretty soon in our conversation, it comes back around to bite me. So is this is this one of those things where I'm supposed to do as you say, not as you do? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. And be seen and not heard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, unfortunately oh, in the pod- unfortunately in the podcasting medium, I can't be seen. I can only be heard. So this doesn't work if I don't talk. Oh. Okay. Although it might be a better podcast if it's just 60 minutes of silence. No. No. But it could it could be a good podcast if it's just 60 minutes of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mother. Okay. I lost I lost fifty bucks on the game. Oh. Very sad. Well, that's better than a hundred. I won a hundred last year. See, silver lining. Yep. My friend it's always I, me. I always I always bet my friend Jonathan in sports. And this is the first time he's ever won a bet against me. 
Oh, well, he must be pretty darn happy then. He was 0 for 4. So, very sad for me. Well, you have to spread the love a little bit. Is it true? think how happy he is that he won. Yeah, but I don't want him to be happy. Yes, but, you know, Uh, think of others before yourself. Well, no, not I was thinking of others. I was thinking I want my team to win. I want them to win so I can be happy. <laughs> yep, right. It's all about you, right? No, it was all about them. I want them to do really well, which oh, it's all about the fortunately, team. Okay. fortunately would have yeah. worked out for me, but it was mostly about them. Well, they almost did it. That's good enough. Oh, so I haven't really made this too much public knowledge, but I had the mumps. How crazy is that? That is crazy. I don't. I mean, I don't know. my blood my blood work didn't confirm it, but if you work with blood work, is it possible that if I was vaccinated for it, so it still wouldn't show up in my bloodstream? Yeah, but why did did they do a mumps antibody? I don't know what they did. But you were vaccinated for it, so you would have antibodies anyway, so it right. wouldn't matter. Yeah. So. The other the other thing that you asked me about in terms of swelling, that ended up happening uh-huh. the next day. Seriously? Yes. It hurt. Are you messing with me? No, no, no. I swear. It hurt a lot. Oh, yep. Then you definitely had them. Like two days of uncomfortableness. Yep. So. Isn't that weird that... And like my, my tongue, my tongue hurt for like five days. Really? Yeah. I wonder if they could... Um, I don't know. I'll have to check into that. I don't... You know, since you were vaccinated already, you'd have antibodies. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if... Um, because it has been so long... Yeah. That maybe they were really low. But now... You know, it wouldn't do any good to test now because you'll have really high antibodies, but... I don't know. Mm-hmm. My face was really swollen now? and painful. Yeah, I'm good. My face is pretty. Okay. My face is pretty much back to normal. Leave it to me to find a disease that makes my face look fatter. <laughs> I was like, I was telling the doctor, I was like, you may not be able to tell, but my face is fatter than normal right now. You're like, but I can tell. I can tell. I could, cause well, for one, it hurt, and Nikki was like, oh my god. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like, what else could it be? I know. You know, especially with all the signs and symptoms that you had. Because I, I, I don't, there's, it couldn't be mono because I'm too, I feel too good now to have had mono and that would have uh-huh. shown up, right? Yeah. And mono usually has some pretty, significant signs and symptoms too yeah. that you usually have. Usually, usually it's coupled with like a lot of lethargy and like just uh-huh. a general malaise, right? And I didn't, Yeah, and you didn't have that, right? No. No, I mean I had I'd had a cold for a few days and I mean I've heard like you can mumps can start out with like almost like flu like symptoms and then your face just mm-hmm. swells up. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what I had. I love my hockey team so much that I got the mumps vicariously through them three months later. <laughs> I feel like I'm really part of the team now, Mom. Well, you got that out of the way. 
Because yeah. that's, uh, that could have been really bad. I know. So. But I'm over it. Let's hope that's what it was so you won't have it ever again. I hope so. But I rallied. But I had the mumps when I was a kid, but I don't remember. I don't really remember it. I rallied and went and partied with the boys last night, so that was fun. You did? I did. Oh, yeah, I saw somebody posted a picture. Yeah, lots of good pictures of me. I'm so photogenic. Where'd you go? Oh, up to the casino. Oh, how much did you lose? I didn't lose any. I didn't play any machines. I only was at the you bar. You didn't? No, I was up there wow. seeing my I was up there seeing my buddy's band. Oh, cool. We go and we have a little dance party and we'll have a little bit of alcohol. Have a little fun. <laughs> cool. Well, mom, thank you for answering the phone finally and making it making me feel a little bit better about the devastating loss that we suffered. I thought it was a telemarketer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what the heck? And then you call back and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Are they trying to fake me out? No. All right, man. Put that put that number in your phone as Dustin's Skype. Okay, I won't um send that to reject all calls. Yeah, don't do that so that, you know, I can call you periodically and annoy you on the podcast. Okay, well, yeah. Just make sure you warn me. Well, I'll know that's the number, right? Right. So. Yeah, you put write that it's my Skype phone number on there so that you know and you can be okay. prepared that you're on the podcast. Well, don't be too depressed. The Seahawks made it to the Super Bowl two years in a row. We suffered for a long time without any real success except for that one Super Bowl we got screwed out of. Yes. Fucking Jerome Bettis. Hey, don't talk like that. And oh, you've sorry. got two years in a row. <laughs> God, you're gonna have to edit this, okay? No. I like yeah, that you sure. I like I like that you just scolded me in public. Dustin. Poor Dustin. 35 years old almost. Ah, 34. You're almost 35. Not almost. I got six March, more months. May, June. Six months. I got six months and ten days. And then days. you know what that means. That means that you're going to have a birthday in ten days after that. And we won't talk about how old you are. I don't care. Oh, okay. You, what do I... Double I, nickels. Double nickels. What is it you were going to say? What does what mean? You send it. You know what that means. My birthday. And oh, then you... you know what that means. It's my birthday. Oh, okay. After yours. I thought maybe you were going to talk about some great present you're going to buy me already. No, you're not to start working on it now because I have to top this year, you know. <laughs> have you even mm. taken it out of the box yet? Taking what out of the box? Your record player. The record player? Uh, we haven't because one, the Christmas tree is still up and <laughs> <laughs> all the Christmas decorations are mostly, st- all the ornaments are put away. Nikki got that far. Um, but, uh, we have to find a table to, cause it can't, we can't really put it on top of the entertainment center cause it's too high and it won't fit in the side little squares. So we'll have to come up with something. You could just set it on the table. Yeah, but that's not fun. 
I mean, until you had something for it. I think I think what we might do is get the TV out of here and put it where the TV is for now. In my office. There's a, there's a TV in there? I don't even remember that. It's, yeah, well, the jog pod sign's right in front of it. Oh. It's where all my stuff is. Like, it's where my big book is and all that over to the side. Yeah, yeah, okay. Got it. So did you take that um, other thing back and get a different... A different plaque for your room? Um, no. I have another idea for that. Oh, cool. So, it's all good in the hood. Well, I watch my um, Kindle every day. That's good. Yeah. I, I watch Netflix movies. Have you watched anything good? Um, nothing really good. And you know me... I don't remember the name of it five minutes after I watched it, so don't <laughs> ask me. All right, Mom. Well, I'm going to see if I can find anyone else that wants to cry with me about football. Okay, because there's no sense in crying about it. Yeah, but that still, it's, it's, a, it's the, emo- the post game emotion and get it out and move on. I know, but. All right. Well. Tell everyone how excited they should be for your next podcast appearance, which is coming up shortly. Yes, everyone. Stay tuned for a rousing, and I do mean rousing, episode of Dustin and his mother. A rousing? Is that what you said? That's creepy. I said rousing. I didn't say a rousing. Oh, okay. Just making sure. All right. Well, Well, we have to go there. I'm sorry. I Edit that out, please. I learned it. I learned it by watching you. So I don't think. I actually happens. don't think that on that one I didn't scold you. I don't think. Mm, Did I? I don't. Think I don't so. know. We were drinking. I so don't it's think possible. Oh yeah, we did have a couple drinks. We, we? were having a few cocktails during that show. Mom. I wish okay. I. I wish well, I had one right now. Was there any way to let me listen to it before you put it out there? No. Oh, you don't. Just you don't. What it is. You don't have creative control over your podcast. That's not what that is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you're but such, I'm still the mother. You're, you're such a diva. I'm always. I'll always be the mother. That's oh, one thing you can't ever take I away know. from me. So. I know. Woo-hoo! All right, mom. Well, I love you. Thank you for answering my call. Thank you for being on this episode of the podcast. And I love you too. And go Hawks. Yeah. All right, mom. Bye. No matter what. Love you, bye. All right. That's my mom, Roxanne, joining us. And you can look forward to her upcoming full length uh, jog pod episode. Two part are coming up. As a matter of fact, we posted over the next two weeks. So look for that. Uh, next up is uh, one of my best friends in the world. Uh, we talk a lot about sports. Uh, it started out as a conversation about the Super Bowl and then devolved into a 15 to 20 minute talk about Minnesota Wild Hockey where uh, he asked a question and I rant for 10 minutes. So um, if you don't care about hockey, um, I don't know why you'd even be listening to me anyway, but we'll talk a little Minnesota Wild Hockey. Uh, this is taped, of course, right after the Super Bowl. Uh, so a little bit of the, the news uh, that we talk about won't be news anymore, but you can look forward to a good conversation about the hockey uh, and my favorite uh, sport, of course. So, with no further ado, I take you to North Dakota. 
Hello. Hutch. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? You're on the podcast. I figured. <laughs> fucking kill me now. Can't help you with that, man. You're going to have to take it in your own hands. I thought you were my friend. How can you? Okay. All right. Well, so you watched the game. How? Most of it. You have most of it. What What didn't you see? A little bit of the third quarter. No, you didn't miss anything. I didn't. No. Well, you're a Vikings. You're, you're, you're a Vikings fan, so you're used to being tortured. But like in September and October. Yes, I am. So, did you did you ask me if I was bummed? I did. Of course, I'm bummed. My team lost the fucking Super Bowl. That was a bad last play, buddy. I know. Why? That That's like Denny Green level stupidity. That might be beyond Denny Green, and that's tough to say. But Pete Carroll said that they got a look that they liked. They had a three-receiver set versus a run-stopping defensive personnel. I call bullshit. Just run, the, have to. Just run the ball. You know what? He he would have made it in on two plays with uh, one yard to go. He has to. How with that much time left in the game and Marshawn Lynch? Timeout left. I just don't get it. I don't either, man. I felt bad for you. I think it was rigged. I think, I think it wasn't the over under fifty two and a half. You know what? I didn't even see that. So I can't answer to that, but I can tell you how many bad plays and bad calls there were throughout the whole game. There were a lot. The refs were terrible both ways. They were. There'll be some refs never uh, in the postseason for a few more years now. Well, this is just this is just the NFL's mo this year. The ref the refs were bad all year long, like. Not calling some stuff and then suddenly starting to call it and then or calling it at the beginning and then not at the end. It's just like why not? Why can't we have some consistency? And why? Why do these referees only like they're like part time? Like they have regular jobs and then they fly in and do these games. Like there is so much shit that they have to know. Why are they not just full time and just all they know is football? Couldn't answer your question, man. You'd think the NFL made enough money to take care of that problem. I would think that. You know, but when we had two commentators commentating before uh, on on a bad call before they even saw a replay, you know, it was uh, pretty yeah, obvious, especially uh, by these two terrible commentators on the NBC network. You think Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are terrible? <sighs> I can't stand listening to him, to be honest with you. That's fair enough. (sighs) It's like watching, uh, it's like uh, watching or listening to Conan O'Brien and his sidekick. (laughs) Not not the best for prime time. (laughs) Oh, how's how's North Dakota? It's uh, freaking cold. Is it? I saw it. I thought I saw minus 19 something you posted. You saw that at about seven thirty this morning. It was that's just really ridiculous. that's really cold. <sighs> Definitely I is. I would have loved to have been outside playing football. So, uh, at least the wild one today. 
They did. They played a good game. They did. Three, they swept the Western Canada series for like only the second time in like the history of the franchise. Well, let's just see if it can continue. They've had a uh, couple times where they've made me uh, be optimistic this year and then have completely fallen apart. So. Oh, I know. I was at game. I was the second game of the season in Colorado, and I was like, "Oh, all right, sweet. We're right where we were last year. We're gonna just tear it up." And then Darcy Kemper forgot how to play goalie. That is the uh, Wild's mo as of the last few years. Yeah. How how surprised are you uh, that uh, the Devin Dubnik acquisition has been as good as it has been? I've been really impressed with him. Like I wouldn't say, like he's obviously not the savior and maybe not the number one goaltender going forward, but at least it, I at least have confidence that he will make the saves that he's supposed to make. For the most part, yeah. Plus, uh, you ever seen him get big in that goal, man? There's not a lot of. Yeah, a lot of area there to shoot at if he can keep the rebounds from going. Yeah, I like that shot. Yeah, I like that a lot. He got he got beat pretty bad on one of the on that uh, second uh, goal by Sedin today. But uh, I don't know. Were you did you watch the game today? I did. Yep. You know what though? They have a habit of making me nervous. Today I was surprised at how nervous I got. But yeah, I uh, mean, I. I was nervous every single time when Kemper was in the net for the last like eight weeks, but Dubnik, I'm I'm starting to get a little confidence that you know if we can get a lead that we'll be able to hold it. And then when Zucker when Zucker beat out that uh, that guy to get that empty netter, I was like, that's that's what we're looking for right there. Just shut the door. And you know that away. that's what's been most impressive since he's come though is we've actually we've actually uh, played with the lead. Yes. You know, for most games he started with the exception of one terrible game. Yeah, not um, having not having to chase the lead has been a huge improvement because I mean I you know me, I follow this team probably almost to an unhealthy level. And Michael Russo of the Star Tribune was talking about how the defense was knowing how much the goaltending was struggling and then they would get out get away from the doing the things that they normally do, which is, I mean, that's been the MO of this team the last couple of years is solid play in their own zone, not giving up bad goals for the most part. And the last, you know, that eight week stretch where they were just playing terrible. It was like they were, they were trying to overcompensate for the fact that they knew that their goaltender was struggling and they were getting out of position and trying to do too much. And it just was not good. You know, they, I'm really surprised how they uh, got the poop in a group here since the uh, the break. They looked uh, like a completely different team, and I hope that stays. Well, they I mean, you know, it's it's amazing what confidence will do to a group. It you know you can see it on the bench. Everyone seems like they're doing a little bit better, and um, you know, Zach, it you never you never want to say that it's a good thing that someone has passed away. But you just know that he's not his dad's not in pain anymore and they're not having to go through that suffering of that. He's dealing with the loss, obviously, but you know, it's he can just focus on playing hockey and trying to, you know, go on with his life. I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts on one thing. Yes, sir. So it's your podcast. Is how surprised are you? that we still have a coach in Mike Yo after all the uh, ups and downs of the last several years? Well, I'm actually not surprised at all 
Chuck for for a couple of different reasons. One, Chuck Fletcher. What does it say about Chuck Fletcher if he has to fire yet another coach that he hired that didn't have any NHL head coaching experience? So if if he's saying that that's not the right guy for the job, then you know he's put the pieces in place. I also think that Yo is doing everything that he can. He's put in a tough situation where they have a lot of high-priced veterans with not necessarily great contracts and then some young kids who are probably not ready to be, you know, top six players. Like Charlie Coyle needed probably a year in the minors. Jason, look at look at what happened with Jason Zucker last year. All the talk on Twitter was, why is Zucker in the minors? Why is Zucker in the minors? He went down there, tore it up, played first-line minutes, scored a lot of goals, built some confidence, built some skills. Like, that's how teams if – you, if you go and look at really deep teams, they have, ex, with the exception of supreme talents, guys like Taze in Chicago and Patrick Kane and those kind of guys that, can, that have otherworldly skills, most of the really great players go in and they play a year or two in the minors and play top-level minutes, play in critical situations, play 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes a night, play top power play minutes and build up that that game. There you very rarely see 22, 23, 24-year-old kids come in and have a huge impact on teams. And the Wilds kind of been put in a situation where it has all these top heavy contracts. Miko's making 7, Zach makes 7, uh Palmer makes what 6. They bring in Vanek who is another huge contract. So you have all these top top end contracts where in the salary cap structure you're almost forced to keep young guys that have these lower cap hits who are probably not ready for what's being asked of them and it's going to be in, it's going to be an interesting offseason i think they're going to have to really look at take an honest hard look at this team and decide who they see themselves going forward do you really want an undersized 510 Mikkel Granlund as your number one center going forward. I mean, almost every single year, it seems like we're talking about him being injured because he plays a style that is for a guy that's six, two or six, three. Um, is Charlie Coyle going to be a 20 or 25 goal scorer, or is he going to be, you know, is he going to be able to bring something else where he gets himself to be a third line center? You know, it, what's he going to be? So who's going to be on this team next year is, is interesting. I think Eric Howla um, didn't do the things that he needed to do in the summer to continue his progression. And Yo Yo did screw up a little bit um, early in the season. He played Howla in a game that if you would have kept him out of, um, they could have sent him back down to Iowa without waivers. Now, if they put him on waivers, they're going to lose him because someone's going to claim him. Um, but I'm not. To go back to the question that you asked me five minutes ago, um, I'm not really that surprised that Mike Yo is still the coach. Um, you look at just go down the list of, of problems that this team has had that he would have had no control over. Um, they had the mumps, uh, Josh Harding broke his foot before training camp started. Um, there's a, there was a norovirus that swept through the team. Bob Suter dies right before training camp. Uh, Zach's dad has cancer. Um, you know, just, it's just about every single thing that could go wrong in this season has gone wrong. And, so much of that is not in his control. Um, Ballard gets his face smashed, breaks his face all up. I mean, it was. I don't think that they had their top four defensemen um, together 
for more than a handful of games this season. So, you know, there's only so much that Yo can do, and and does getting rid of him and bringing in a new coach change anything? I don't really think that it does. You know, I was hoping you'd answer like that, my friend. I'm, there's a lot of. I said I was hoping you'd answer like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. There's a lot of people in Minnesota that don't feel that way, and I think it's uh, off put. So let me ask you a follow up question. Yes, sir. Podcast. Um, do you feel, given everything that that you just covered, right, all the all the things that could have gone wrong, that have gone wrong, and things that aren't foreseen that have gone wrong, right? Yeah. Do you think during that time frame that the Wilds have even slightly underachieved in your eyes? Oh, I do think I definitely think that they've underachieved, but the problem is, and this has been a consistent theme with this team for the last few years, is they've had no consistency in goal, and you can't win in this in the NHL without a goaltender that is going to keep you in games and win you games. Um, you know that uh, the, when you don't play your best. If if you're if you have a defense in front of you that knows that they have to play perfect or they're gonna get scored on because their goaltender is not able to make saves, you're gonna struggle. So getting Backstrom, I I think I don't think Nicholas Backstrom will play another game for this team. He's gonna be on the, he'll be on the roster for the rest of the year. And the smartest thing that they can do is keep him from playing so he can't get hurt so that they can buy him out at the end of the year and get his contract off the books. Um, and then you have to make a decision. Is Darcy Kemper uh, the number one goaltender next year? I don't know. Um, he's on a rehab stint down in Iowa, and he got lit up the other night. So he, But Darcy Kemper is in the situation that he's in because that's where he put himself. He and his agent held out for a one-way contract, and Josh Harding broke his foot, and the Wild was put in a position where they had to make that deal because they needed a number one goaltender because they knew Nicholas Backstrom couldn't be that number one guy for them. So he put himself in this situation where they can't send him to Iowa, and his confidence is shattered, and he's a young goaltender who needed to play at least another season in the minors. And the Wild is forced into a situation where it can't put him down there. And this is just the way it is now. So they have to decide going forward, is he going to be the guy? Do they look to move him? Do they look to move a veteran piece like Jason Pominville to try to bring in another piece back for a, a young contract? Are they going to look for a goalie? It's it's all up in the air. But I, I do think that they have underachieved slightly, but it all goes back to the fact that they have had no stability in goal. I agree. All right. So, last follow-up question. Okay. <laughs> what is your prognosis for the rest of the wild season? Well, I want to. I, I want to be. I, I want to be optimistic that they have a chance to make the playoffs. The good news is, before they started this three-game road trip, they were fourteen points back of seven of seventh place. Winnipeg hasn't won a game since the Wild have won three in a row, so they've made up six points on Winnipeg. So they went from 14 back to eight back. Um, right now, let me just look at the standings here real quick. Right now, the Wild are five points behind Calgary for the last wild card spot. 
and they've played one less game than Calgary. Do I think they can make that? Uh, do I think they can make up that ground? I do, but I'm also very nervous that if it comes down to the last three games of the year, that the Wild could very easily end up missing out because the last three games of the year are it's a three game road trip to close the season at Chicago, at Nashville, at St. Louis. No, that's a tough. That is a tough, tough way to finish. So. And the schedule, the schedule is a little bit easier this month. Um, you know, we have a there's a huge it's a huge three game homestand coming up this week. They have uh, Chicago uh, on Tuesday night, uh, and then they're off till Saturday. But it's Colorado at home, and then Vancouver at home. Um, then they go play at Winnipeg, and then two more games at home against Florida and Carolina. So there's winnable games in there. Um, the Wild needs to be a much better home team. Um, I think they're three or four games under 500 in their last like 15 at home, so that's not good yeah. enough. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think I think that they could get back into the playoffs, but they're gonna have to win. Uh, I think they need to win at like they need to win like 68 percent of their games going the rest of the way to meet the projected, you know, what the point level that you need to most likely get in. You know, what surprises me the most is uh, the Wild sitting at the bottom of the Central Division. Yeah. You I, know, with, even with bad play, I didn't even come close to expecting that. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone in the Central Division has been a better than expected except for the Wild. Um, I, I don't think there were too many people that thought Winnipeg would make the jump that they've made. Um, no one's surprised that St. Louis and Chicago are playing well. Um Colorado's been probably a disappointment. Dallas was moving up the ladder last year. Um, the Central, the Central is a murderous division. That's it's going to be a tough place for the Wild to play um, and compete. Um, but they have talented pieces. I just worry that you know Zach and Ryan are not like super young guys, so it's kind of a limited window that they have. The interesting thing is going to be what do they do with Miku Koivu um, at the end of the year? Because um, it's getting to a situation where you probably need to look at trying to trade him because he's going downhill fast. And it may come to a point where he becomes untradeable like Danny Heatley. And then you just have you know him sitting on your roster eating up $7 million in cap space. But does Craig Leopold want to buy out Miku Koivu? It's easy for us to say, but because we're not the ones that have to write that check. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, in my mind, it's coming down to a typical, unfortunately, a typical Minnesota scenario where we've spent money to try to buy a team and put it together for a, a limited amount of time, and uh, it just hasn't come to fruition. And uh, I think, uh, you know, if we we hold to the uh, past of Minnesota sports, we're probably getting to a point where uh, they're not going to spend money for much longer and they're going to go into rebuild mode, which is going to take several years. So in my mind, if we don't get something started here, uh, either this year or next, I think we're going to see a team get ripped apart um, through the Minnesota fashion. And I I honestly do. So I think, uh, I think it's going to come up to the end of uh, this year to see what the, the wild, uh, you know, complete during the off season. Um, if we get one more chance here, and if uh, 
you know, if that doesn't pull through, I don't think they're going to spend that much money going forward. Yeah, I don't, you know, unfortunately, Craig Leopold's in a place where they really need to win a first round series each year for him to make money running this team with the amount of money that they're spending, which is hard to believe that you can't make money um, in hockey without, you know, you have to win a playoff series to even, you know, break even for the year. But it's going to, it is going to be an interesting summer. Um, You know, do you look at, do you look at maybe trading a Charlie Coyle or a Jason Pominville or, you know, a Michael Granlin, you know, what what pieces do you decide that decide you want to build around? Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Makes me nervous, buddy. I know, but it's the sport that I love the most. So at least they won today. The Seahawks lost. I'm still crushed by that. Thankfully, I don't have any alcohol to drink because I'd probably be drunk already. <laughs> well, you know, I had one for you. I appreciate that. I fit, I would imagine you got to go to work tomorrow, huh? Well, you know, I work from my house right now. Oh, well, okay. So. Well, you know, that's We're not bad. So I don't, I won't, I don't need to keep you up too late. But I needed to commiserate with someone, and I knew I could count on you. And it turned into Amen, a, f- it turned into a fifteen-minute Minnesota Wild conversation. But I'm easy to, I'm, you can get me on a roll on that pretty easy. And I, I am, I've been on the Mike Yo bandwagon from the start. I don't, I very rarely think that it's the coach's fault. More often than not, the coach takes the blame because you can't fire the players. But um yeah i i think that uh that he's safe um at least going into next year so well all right well i appreciate your input all right buddy well thanks for picking up the call thanks for being on the podcast and uh we'll do another one sometime soon all right sounds good buddy better don't, hutch uh, don't too many tears tonight i'll try not to all right later man later all right matt thank you buddy so excited to have matt on the program uh one of my favorite people in the whole world and uh, a guy I can always run things by and talk hockey with. And it's always a good time. Last but not least, I want to introduce you all uh, to my cousin, um, almost more like a brother. And I'm so excited to have him on the program. We'll have him back. We'll do another episode uh, coming up here uh, in the coming months. But I bring you the one, the only, the only Jets fan I actually know for sure. This is Andrew Gates. Hello. Andrew Gates. What's going on, cousin? What's happening? You're on the podcast. Nice. <sighs> Not much. I knew I could count on you. I knew I could count on you to call to commiserate about the bullshit that we just had to go through. Oh, that was rough, man. That was a rough one. How I thought How did your emotions how did your emotions swing in that last two minutes? Oh, my heart just sank. It went from, oh, here we go. We got this. We are looking good. We are doing it. This is about to happen. To my heart just cried. Just sank. That was tough. Could you, could you ever have imagined being in that position and him actually throwing that ball? Oh, no, I couldn't even imagine that, what you have to think about now. Why Why would you ever think that that was a good idea to pass right there? Well, honestly, I, I wouldn't think that was a good idea, but somebody obviously did. And, I mean, I guess it's easier for us to say 
I mean, you know, if he makes that pass, we're like, yeah, it's the greatest pass of all time. I can't believe they called a pass play when they had Marshawn Lynch. But you throw an interception there, and it's like, what in the hell were you thinking? Yeah, that's definitely one of those plays where it, uh, if you make it, you're awesome, and if you don't, you suck. You know, I honestly, I never thought that we were going to lose that game until he threw that interception. I believed the whole time that we were going to win. Even when we were, even when we were behind with two minutes to go, I was like, that's all right. Let's go win. That's totally cool. Oh yeah. No, I, at two minutes, I, I wasn't worried. I was like, he's got this. This is what he does. He's a, you know, he's a player. He's the clutch guy, you know, and I give it up to him. They had a great season. They played a great game. They just, it took, you know, two seconds for that game to swing the other way, and that was it. And then those idiots uh, get in the fight at the end of the game. Yeah. No, that, I think that they, uh, you know, should have tried to show a little more class there. But, uh, you know, I can't imagine the emotions that are going on right there. And having a game like that and having, I, I thought it was a great game. It really was. It was nice to see it go back and forth. Wasn't a blowout one way or another. To have that kind of emotion going on in the end, it would have been nice to see him control it. But I can't lie. I would have rather it was a blowout for us and that we would have won by 40 points like last time. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl wise. It was just, I don't know. I thought it was a great game back and forth. It really kept the end to the game the whole time, all the way to that last, Last play. <sighs> so, did you, were you at a Super Bowl party? Where'd you watch the game? I was at my dad's house. Nice Had family over, barbecued chicken, and uh, just had a nice afternoon. Lots of snacks and goodies. And did you make your uh, Did you make your famous uh, chili dip? I did not make the famous chili dip this year. I had a cheese dip, but I did not have the chili for the cheese dip this year. It's crushing. But I did make some pretty nice barbecue chicken. And I also did like uh, their boneless, skinless breasts that I diced up and made uh, like a hot wing sauce. Now that sounds delicious. uh, Yeah, my own version of... uh, well, at least you got some good food out of the deal. Oh yeah, no, it was it was quite tasty, and there's lots of other clam dip and all kinds of other good munchies and good family, and it was just a nice day. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm just unwinding, taking it all in, trying to still trying to comprehend what I just saw. Yeah, I, I really can't believe that we're not going to see a Super Bowl parade uh, on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I was I was fully prepared to record it and watch it just like I did last year and watch Marshawn Lynch throw Skittles at everyone as they were driving through downtown. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, already, I talked to Mom on the podcast a little while ago, and she told me to quit being depressed that... I should just be happy that they made it two years in a row. Hey, it's, that part's nice, but it's still hard to it's hard to swallow that one. Yeah. I'm trying to be happy when, and thinking positive about it, but that's a tough pill to swallow there. 
I still can't. I still can't really believe it, and it's. I'm trying to. I try to not be a poor sport about it, but it just felt like we got. It just felt like we got ripped off a little bit. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, we didn't. We didn't get ripped off in the sense that like the referees or anything like that, but it just. It felt like that was ours for the taking, and now I have to listen to fucking Patriots fans all year. Like, oh yeah, my Twitter feed is just, already uh, Twitter feed is just blowing up with Patriots nonsense, and I'm just like, oh, kill me now. Yeah, they're already blowing up the interweb with the uh, with the bashing and the look at me stuff. So yeah, the haters gonna hate and all that nonsense. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I and I honestly I didn't give a shit about the deflated ball thing. I didn't care about any of that stuff. I just just play the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't say I didn't care. I just I thought that was something that didn't need to happen as far as yeah. a great team and you know to have the controversy and stuff like that. I am really, I'm, I am really, I am really hoping that Gronkowski has a full-on Gronkowski Super Bowl champion going nuts summer. Like I want, like I want constant like videos of Gronkowski up to shenanigans all summer long. Like I just want drunk club trips with Gronkowski being Gronk all the time, and then and then maybe it'll be worth it for me. Yeah, yeah. What? That'd be fun to see. What What do you think about people that say that? Uh, that Russell Wilson probably had a concussion after that Clay Matthews hit, and that's why he played so poorly for two hours um, because he had a concussion, but no one realized it. Oh, yeah, I think he was there to play, and he just had a slow start. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it takes you a minute to get going, but I don't know. It seemed like, uh, especially in the second half, he he had his head on straight, and he was – he was going for it. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't really have he his head on. Sh- he didn't really have his head on straight until like the last six minutes of the game. So yeah. it, I mean, it he, makes me he made some nice plays in there, and the receivers really helped him out. He made some nice plays, and I, don't know, I think the team came came together and played well together when it came down to it. So the big question is: Is Marshawn Lynch back next year? Man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'd like to see him come back. So it's so but, like uh, it's it's so much money, and he held out again this last year. It's like, but are, are, do we really want to rely on on Turbin as our number one back next year? Well, I mean, you watch the same game as I did. It's the guy wants more money. I think you got to pay it to him because he does stuff that. Nobody else is doing right now. I mean, you give that guy the ball and you help him a little just to get his foot started. He'll take care of it the rest of the way. Which is exactly the problem, which is why they should have handed the goddamn ball off and we would be Super Bowl champions again. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I have full confidence if uh, they would have made a different play call there and handed that off, and we would have been punching it in for six and. We would have been the ones cheering and smiling, and everything else would have been, you know, completely opposite. But. So, what do we have to look uh, forward to now? Football's over. Are the Blazers going to be any good? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Blazers have been playing well. We got that to look forward to, and then we got uh, baseball right around the corner. I don't know. I'm kind of out on baseball these days. I'm kind of faded out, but I still I'll give them a chance and see how it goes in the, in the spring and uh, in the start of the baseball season, and then uh, I'll only fade out towards the end. But I kind of have to pick and choose my sports watching because I make Nikki watch so much hockey. <sighs> She gets a little fed up with watching sports all the time, so I have to kind of pick and choose. I watch a lot gotcha. of hockey. I gotcha. I love hockey. I don't, I don't see much of the hockey. Catch one once in a while, but uh, football, catch as much as I can. I was just, uh, I just, I just called my, there. I just called my, had my buddy Matt on the podcast a little bit ago, and it was a five-minute football conversation that turned into a twenty-minute hockey conversation. So nice. he asked. He asked me one question, and I talked for 15 minutes about one thing. So, there you go. I'm slightly obsessed. So, uh, when are you coming? When are you coming to Oklahoma? Oh, I want to get down there for sure. I keep trying to figure something out, and things keep coming up. You know, you're trying missing to get this barbecue you're, to go. You're missing. You're missing out on such an amazing state. It's just you know you can't get enough of it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, that's why you're down there. Yeah, we'll see. What happen? What'll happen is you should fly out here, and then we'll uh, we'll take a little drive, and uh, it's about six and a half hours to Memphis. Go check out some Memphis oh, yeah. barbecue, so you can kind of get get some ideas off of that, and then we can drop down and go over to and get some Texas barbecue. Kind of oh, sample sure. those sort of things, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do a little barbecue tour so you can get some ideas for your uh, your barbecue venture. How's that going? It's coming around pretty good. I'm starting to get uh, some stuff looked up for the summer. I got one wedding dialed in and uh, working on a couple other ones. What's uh What's your spe- uh, What do you think your specialty is? What's What's the thing that you do best? Oh, I'm pretty confident with my chicken. Yeah. Uh, any any kind of chicken, but uh, mostly uh, chicken thighs, bone-in, skin-on. I have that dialed to perfection, I believe. I have a solid uh, dry rub seasoning and a solid sauce for them. You're giving me a stomach so, boner. Yep. Yep, that's what I made tonight. And then I made those, uh, my, bone, uh, my version of boneless buffalo wing type. So if, I, I think I asked you this already, but do you have a name for your barbecue venture? I do. What is it? it? AB, ABC Barbecue. ABC Barbecue. Yeah, and it, it is not because of ABC. It's because of Andrew, Bonnie, and Carl. Oh, nice. So, so I yeah, I guess I haven't talked to you about this. I didn't know that your mom was moving back to Albany. Yep, yep. Mom and Carl are moved back to Albany and... Uh, they are moving there now, and I'm just giving Carl a couple of weeks to kind of get settled and squirt away, and we're going to start building a uh, full-on barbecue trailer. Well, uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. thing will be, you know, six, eight feet wide and 16 feet long. Well, that, sounds, real deal. that sounds like a heck of a good time, sir. Yeah. It'll take some time to get it put together, but we've been uh, planning on it and getting it getting it drawn out for a while so so anything else any other excitement going on in your world uh, 
Robin Kelsey uh, bought a house three miles down the road from my dad's here. Oh, nice. So I'll have them and my niece and nephew nice and close now. And we still do stuff together all the time, but you just got every, you just got everybody you just got everybody in town now. Yeah, yeah, two more people and I'd be set. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? A couple of people, couple of people I know that live in this Oklahoma area. Well, you know, but I got to give them time. They got to do their thing. So. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. Someday, if everything falls Someday. into place. If everything falls into place one day. Oh, yeah, it, it will. My confidence level is pretty high on that. But Positivity, sir. I'm, I'm willing to be patient. I can wait for that time. Well, there is... As long as, uh, as, long as Nikki knows that someday that's coming. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that she would be up for that. So she's going to school right now. She's going to get her accounting degree. So once she has that accounting degree, that might give us a little more flexibility because you can be an accountant sure. anywhere. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There's lots of places up here that have accountants. That's right. ABC Barbecue is going to be making so much money, you might need to hire an accountant. Well, yeah, when I start franchising it out, then i got about 100 of them rolling. Yeah, I'm going to need somebody to <laughs> You're gonna, you'll need a You'll need a whole accounting department, sir. Well, Nikki will be able to handle it for a while. And yeah. Then, uh, you know, she'll have to hire some assistants, so I'll have to pay her more so that she can, you know, cover her people and her business. We like we like the way that sounds. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, well I'm going to go and cry. I'm not going right. to drink. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to drink anymore, but I'm going to probably go cry for a while. Can't yeah, believe. You hang in there. I can't believe, like, I want to be happy that we made it two years in a row, but I just, I would have rather gotten our ass kicked and not had it right there in the palm of our hands and let it slip away. Uh, that doesn't make it tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it tough to swallow there. But we're 12s now and we'll always be 12s. So. Yeah. Next year, right? Yeah, I'll give it to them. Yeah. Well, yeah, next year. Next year the Jets will be in there, so you know. Oh, the Jets! Oh God. Yeah, I always, I always forget, I always forget you torture yourself with being a Jets fan. Yeah, everybody keeps asking. Well, now that you lost your coach, are you gonna change teams? I'm like, oh no, I'm committed. Yeah, well, I'm that's a, good. I'm what, a bus rider. And, what do you uh, think? What do you think about all sexy Rexy just going up the road to Buffalo? Hey man, he's, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. He gets a job offer, and he's gonna do, you know, what he thinks is best for him. So now, now here, here's he the question. The road here, here's the question. Sexy Rexy's in Buffalo. If Mark Sanchez goes up to Buffalo and they reunite, would that be enough to sway you over to the Bills bandwagon? Oh no, no, you're tried and true. No. You bleed. You you cheer the J E T S Jets 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 all the way. Yep, I'm sticking with the Jets. I gotta stick with them. I'm gonna ride it till it dies. Oh, you just—that's just too much torture. I I joined this bus and I'm gonna ride it to the end. Well, you gotta you gotta applaud that. So, all right, my yeah. cousin, my favorite cousin in the whole world, Andrew Gates. Thank you for coming on the show and commiserating with me. I love you, and uh, let's have some barbecue soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on, cousin. Love you. All right. Night. Bye.
All right, everybody, we're going to wrap it up this week. Uh, this has been my post-Super Bowl depression podcast. Uh, not cer- Certainly not as upbeat as uh, I had hoped it would be. Hope to have some celebration, some gloating, some talk of repeat championships. Sadly, that did not happen. Um, coming up after this program, we'll have a two-part episode with my mom, Roxanne. You can look forward to that where we get into the history of her life and you know what it was like being a young kid herself and, and having a kid. And we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. So I hope you enjoyed this post-Super Bowl depression edition of the Jog Pod. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five hole. It's just me against the world.